In last week's captivating episode, Joe almost put the Chicago dog on the menu, but he was not able to pull the trigger because he wanted to make sure it was the best regional hot dog. So this week, we culminate the Chicago dog episode by looking at four other regional hot dogs to decide once and for all what is the best regional hot dog and also should it go on the menu is it affordable ethical is it healthy and clean is it first aid appropriate even though he's married is the origin true doesn't matter to me all that really matters is celebrities joe will pick a sandwich now it's his religion to figure it out he ate the food he'll rate he'll choose will it end up on the menu oh what sandwich will he choose joe picks a sandwich now dan how's it going man I mean, it sounds to me based on, let's see, earlier today you sent me a text message that you are A, sick, B, you had not eaten any hot dogs yet this week, and, of course, your beloved Tottenham Hotspur lost in a pretty, I mean, terrible, boring, (laughs) it's like, it's one thing to lose, but it's another thing to lose in, like, boring, terrible game, so I feel like you, it sounds like you had a real rough weekend. It was rough. It was rough. I think, well, first of all, I think like symptom wise, I think I have some kind of like sinus infection or something. I've, I have, oh, no. I have some very swollen glands. Yikes. Yeah. There's some, there's some gland issues going on. <laughs> it's uh, bad for podcasting. It's real bad for podcasting. You're going to be sore tomorrow. Well, you know, I mean, not, not to, not to impugn your integrity, Dan, but I'm, I'm a little bit more of a trooper when I'm sick than you are. <laughs> well, hmm. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I'm not. I I don't like doing anything regularly, so it's like if I'm sick, I'm just out. I don't want to do anything. You're famous for your fragility, Dan. Yeah, uh, I'm not feeling great. On top of which, you know that that Tottenham loss really took it out of me. Uh, to your point, I feel like had we lost five to four in like a really exciting game that was back and forth with like chances for both sides or whatever like maybe i feel maybe i feel worse about it i don't i honestly don't know i'm i'm not i have nothing to compare this experience to other than to know that this current experience does not feel great well tony and i were talking about it fanwich tony was here this weekend and he he's recorded a little segment tony did the hot dog tasting with me but as we were talking about after the game we 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 tried to go to a bar, but we didn't wake up on time. And by the time we got to the bar an hour and a half before the kickoff, the bar was already full and there was a line of like 80 people waiting for like the other people to leave or something. So we it wasn't happening. So we watched it at home. But after watching the game, we realized there literally was not one moment for Tottenham that was good in the entire game. I mean, I don't know if that is exactly true. Like, I don't know if that's the way that I would describe it. Like what, we what had, was one positive moment? Well, I mean, like there were it was it was the weirdest thing because we had as a team far more breakaways than than Liverpool, 
far more we got into far more one-on-one situations two-on-two situations like like tottenham were putting themselves in what are like theoretically very good positions for your team to be in like they were sort of playing the way that that you would want to be playing in terms of like son son would have the ball in the in the last third of the field with just him and one defender or or him and harry kane and like one like like these positions where you're like oh holy shit like this is going to be great and on the on the sort of the the other positive was that i think they did a fairly not even fair a very good job of negating Liverpool's very potent offense. I mean, they scored a garbage goal at the beginning, and then they basically scored a garbage time goal at the end. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like, I mean, Liverpool is a very, very, to the point of scoring four goals against Barcelona, is a very good offensive team. The problem was they just, it wasn't even bad finishing. It was like no finishing. It was like they just were, were unable to really get any great shots. I mean, like, I think I texted you. It's like playing FIFA and realizing that you've been pressing the wrong button for shoot. Like, yeah. they would just like... Which like, I've done before. Every every shot was like a, a lob shot right at the keeper. It was just it was yeah. just weird. It was just odd. It was like, what what is wrong with this team that they, they couldn't shoot? They were like... like Son would get the ball and he like he 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 would just lose his ability to make a play. It was just oh. yeah. And those Liverpool, that was the thing. All of those like breakaways or whatever, we were like, oh my god, something's great gonna happen. And the Liverpool defender like played them all perfectly, like and made it look easy, like made diffusing these things. They always knew where the pass was going, or they oh you know they always got the the key takeaway. It was, I mean, it was impressive defending on their part. But yeah, that's the other thing is that like you know there's a tendency when you watch your team to like attribute everything happening to your team, right? So that like yeah. when when the other team's offense makes a great play, you say, "Oh, our defense fucked up." And when and when your offense does something great, you're like, "Oh, our offense did something great." Right? Like you're always like you you're, you're looking through the lens of your own team. And I think the other lens of this is that like look, Liverpool did what you would sort of want to do. They scored an early goal, like albeit I think a bit of an unfair one, but like Yeah. A very dumb goal. Like that aside, they score an early goal. They didn't really park the bus, but they but they just played a very defensive game after yeah. that. And and their their defense did great. Like yeah. like you know, it sort of was a pretty simple and boring game. Yeah. And I feel like as a fan though, and this is the other thing, like I when I say like there wasn't any like moment for Tottenham. I don't think there was really a moment for Liverpool either that was really good at all because 30 seconds into the game, the game's already basically tainted forever because it's just like this, you know, whatever. The call might be right or might be wrong, but it's essentially awarding a goal for something that would never, like the result of that play, like the expected goal value was probably like .01 or something, like... Right. And that it wasn't a good position at all. And then they get a goal from that 30 seconds of the game. So we never even get the tension of like a nil-nil game. And, you know, that's a thing that happens in in football, which is like, you know, it starts out nil-nil. But as it stretches, you know, as it gets to the 45th minute and the 60th minute, if it's still nil-nil, the drama builds. And like, we never got that because the game was 1-0 just right from the start. But they didn't earn the 1-0. It was just like 
a bullshit, dumb goal. So, like, even from Liverpool's perspective, like, we never got to see how they would have played if it were, like, nil-nil going into the 60th minute or 75th minute. Like, had they won, had that goal not counted, and they win that late dramatic goal, you know, in the whatever it was, the 87th minute, I think both Liverpool would be much happier. I think they would have, like, felt more excitement of, like, ooh, this was a tense match and we finally broke through. And even for Tottenham, I think the the moments would have had so much more drama as it was it was coming down. But- oh yeah, totally. And I mean, look, I mean, the handball. Not that I want to like belabor it because I think it's like sort of like one of those things you have to accept in sports. But like, it was it was such a like it was the worst type of of call because it wasn't bad, but it wasn't good either, right? It wasn't yeah. a good call because it didn't have to happen, right? Like yeah. it wasn't like. Like the ref could have said like that was incidental or his, you know, his hand wasn't in a weird position because he was trying to motion to the other defenders. Like, like the ref could have just made it a non-call, which I think a lot of commentators were saying, especially that early in the game was really, and with the sort of question about, uh, about the intentionality of, of kicking it into his hands, like that the ref easily could have said like, you know what, I'm not calling that. And it would have been a totally fine non-call. But then once the call is made, it wasn't wrong. Like, yeah. like, like I would feel better about it if I could actually be aggrieved and be like, it was a terrible call. This shouldn't have happened. Then you could be like, oh, it's a, it's a there's an asterisk on, on this whole game. But like, the call wasn't wrong. It was just sort yeah. of unnecessary. Yeah, that's it. There's like a thing in baseball where it doesn't actually happen very much, but there's like a rule book. But then the umpire can basically make whatever call the umpire wants, like for the good of the game. And obviously, in, in, in soccer, the, the ref has that ability. Like, the, the ref can do whatever he wants, basically. Like, when he awards a, or gives a red card, like, there's no, like, appeal board that can tell him, no, you know, you can't do that or whatever. Like, he has the power. And it's just clear in this case, the right thing to do was just do nothing. Like, it, like everything was bad. But the, the the best thing to do, I think for everybody, honestly, I'll bet Liverpool looks at it the other way and is like, I wish they hadn't called that. Right. I w- I'll bet they would w- wish they had won 1-0 on, you know, a late, exciting goal. Well, I mean, it was a disappointing game. I'm happy we're in the Champions League final. It doesn't really... I don't think, like, nine months from now or whatever, once the, once the hurt has worn off, I don't think I'm going to feel like... I think I would still feel very proud that we made the final because it was a bit yeah. of an overreach. Yeah. Uh, based on the current squad and like how we've been playing, so you know it's all good. It's all yeah. good, and at least Liverpool isn't gonna isn't getting like a exciting victory. People are gonna forget this game like yeah. tomorrow. People will remember the semifinals forever. The final will be completely forgotten. All right. Well, that's what our fans come here for: soccer talk. But you know, this is it's it's part of your emotional mindset, Joe. It's you true. were heartbroken. I mean. And nothing could make it better except for five hot dogs in a row. Five hot dogs in one sitting. So have you eaten the five hot dogs today? I've done. I did it tonight. Yep. How did you do it? Did you make them all? I made them all. I Wow. This, this was, I mean, this was a real sandwich lab because we had several controls. We had the same bun type, the same hot dog type, and then just various toppings around it. All right. Well... I mean, so uh, Tony and I did all five. T- 
Tony made his top five, and I've got that pre-recorded one by one. I have my top five, which I've got. Now, I'm assuming you have ranked them five to one. I have. Would you like to get into it? I mean, I think we get right into it. Absolutely. Okay. So for those following at home, last week in the thrilling end of the episode, there was a big twist. Joe would not put the Chicago dog on the menu until he said we compared against four other hot dogs. Three regional, one control. You wanted to compare the Chicago dog with the Cincinnati dog, a.k.a. a chili cheese dog, a classic standard hot dog, a New York hot dog, and a Seattle hot dog. So, we've all done it. We've got you, me, and we've got... Tony's ratings as well. I say we go from five to one. Then at the end of it, decide what, if any, hot dogs go on the menu. And I can guarantee right now, I'm going to put one hot dog on the menu. All right. I love it. I love it. So the top regional hot dog will go on the menu. All right. So let's start with number five. And here's what I suggest we do. I think we should play Tony's five. Five, four, three, two, one. Then... We talk about, we go through our five and then all the way to one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good. I think that's fine. Did you have any specific criteria that you, I mean, like this is a sandwich lab. So I feel like we try and approach this a little differently. Did you have any specific criteria that you were judging it on or just, just your favorite? I was judging it based on my favorite though. You know, I have very good memory of all of them. So if there are, you'll hear in Tony's, Tony really did a deep dive on all of them. So I feel like. I don't have any sort of table, but I do have a list, and I do have a a, a defense of all of them. And what 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 um, attributes were you using? Well, I mean, I think that I think that I was looking at a few things that sort of based on our on our categories we talked about last week. Hmm. Uh, so so I mean, I think I I was thinking about obviously taste is the number one most important thing. Yes. Um, you know, there's this thing we talked about last week, this like uh, VORP or like VORD, I guess, like value over replacement dog. Like, yeah. like, are you just overcomplicating it? And I guess that's sort of just the comparison to the standard dog is I think the sort of control, yeah. right? Um, like, would you just be better off eating just a standard hot dog? Yeah, yeah. But we've got we've got the classic dog on as yeah. one of the five. So the, we'll see right. where that comes up. Right, right, right. Um. I guess I thought a little bit about the actual region that it's coming from. Like, am I going to go there? Like, a little bit like about like availability, right? Oh, look at you. Yeah. And then the ease of making it at home hmm. because I was yes. making it at home. So I had the ability to compare like how hard it was to make it. So you're essentially, you're going to do a mini full episode on each of the hot dogs. I mean, I'll just, yes, sure. Yes. I will talk about how each of the hot dogs rated within that category. Yeah. Well, in that case, then I think you should go first. Then Tony, then I will go. Well, I don't want to give my answer yet. I Okay. So you don't like the idea of you going five, you do your five, then Tony does his five, then I do my five, then you do your four, Tony does his oh, four. Oh, I see. Oh, I love that. And okay, then once gonna... there are two left, we can go. And then you can reveal the winner. But you could put multiple hot dogs on the menu. Oh, so we're going to snake this thing. I love it. Or not really snake. We're doing like a draft, a reverse draft. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. This is like, uh, wait, what's our nemesis website called? Yeah. 
This was pioneered by the takeout.com. This is takeout.com style. Okay. Yeah, we're stealing from them. <laughs> Look, we need to it's a, this rivalry is not working. So we need to become big the takeout.com stands and hope they start retweeting our episodes. All right. So 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 my number 5. Let's hear it. You want my number 5, the the one that I like the least. <laughs> Okay. What do I need? What do I need to do to get this out of you? Thank you. Thank you. No, I mean I honestly feel guilty, but the one that I liked the least was definitely the Cincinnati dog. Wow! Wow! And I feel like I'm going right. to break break Tony's heart. Look, here's the problem that I have with it. I don't I don't mind a chili dog, but let me tell you, based on my criteria. I've only been to Cincinnati once in my life, so the region is obviously one that doesn't appeal to me. <laughs> wait, wait, I'm sure you've been a lot of places once that did appeal to you. I don't think that rationale, that doesn't make any sense. That does not uh, compute. No, no, no. I've, I've been to Cincinnati. <laughs> How many times have you been to, to uh, Cinque Terre? Okay, your point's well taken. All right, there we your go. Your point is well taken. Okay. You just you're just trying to get in digs to Cincinnati for no reason. That's really cruel of you. No, look, my favorite part about Cincinnati was that I didn't realize how close it was to Kentucky and there's obviously great bourbon there. Yeah, that's also insulting. The thing you like the most about the place is that it's near another place you like more? Yeah, that's right. All right, well, let's just cut off the you talking about Cincinnati. All right. This is Okay, look, Cincinnati literally is great, half of our fans live there. It's a great city. Uh I think the taste was all right. Like, you know, I was I was eating it with the canned uh, uh, Mike's chili. Oh no, no. Chili. no skyline chili. Sorry, skyline chili. <laughs> this is you're just twisting the knife now. Can you edit that part out? <laughs> no, I'm not uh, editing this episode at all. All right, perfect. The canned skyline chili that that Tony bought me, which was good. It tasted fine. the The taste was fine. The shredded cheese was fine. I did not mind the taste, but what I felt like is I felt like it was, remember last week I talked about like, is this, is all this, like, are all these um, condiments just there to like hide the hot dog? I like my hot dog to feature in my hot dog. Mm. And I felt like the chili dog was too, was, was, was burying the taste of the, it, it was making the hot dog the secondary player in its own sandwich. Ouch. All right. That's very interesting. It's very interesting. Let's okay. So before Tony gets to his number five, you know we have there's some banter. So everybody just brace for that. But he'll get to his number five, and then I'll cut him off after that, and then I will reveal my number five. I'm with Fanwich Tony PhD. Say hi. <laughs> oh, hey. I, I didn't know. I, I didn't know if you had an intro. I didn't know if you were going to keep going. No, that was it. Okay. Uh, yeah. You don't have any titles. So here we are. We have just tried... First of all, I'm the fantasy football champion. That's a title. Former fantasy football champion. You have returned the Cup of Joe. Riley, you should be expecting it in the mail just as soon as Superfan Jay gets his cutting board in the mail, which who knows when that will be. Uh, five, five hot dogs we have sampled. The New York dog, the Seattle dog, the Chicago dog, the Plain dog, and the Chili dog, or the Cincinnati dog, as it were. Now, uh, we'll, we'll just, we're going to go from, from five to one. I want you to in, uh, give these in reverse order, your fifth favorite, 
your fourth favorite, your third favorite, your second, and your favorite of the five dogs. And then for each one, give a little description Over why you of ranked this episode it. Where you did. just describing so, Tony, how we're going to handle your fifth the favorite episode. hot dog out of the regional hot dogs. What is it? So first of all, we ate a ton of hot dogs. So uh, this podcast has really taken a toll on. Uh, I think both of our collective bodies are not dealing well uh, with all of that. You also had a lot of bourbon to go with your hot dogs. That was helping. Yeah. Uh, so my fifth and least favorite hot dog would have to be the Seattle dog. Wow. Uh, so I found the cream cheese to I be... Know, I was a little worried you were going to say Chicago Incorrect. Dog. Incorrect. <laughs> like, just not the right flavor for a hot dog. And then also the grilled onions... Like, one of the reasons I like onions on my hot dog is because of, like, the sharpness of it. But when you grill it, it tamps down all those flavors. And then you mix it with cream cheese, right? Like, you would never in any other circumstance that I can think of mix cream cheese and grilled onions what? Uh, together. Why not? And so that dog was, I would say, the most disjointed and, frankly, unpleasant uh, to the point where I almost didn't finish it. Now, that's interesting because the reason I say that it's, I think, the spiciest of the dogs, and it's got a lot of jalapeno pop in there. I know you're a man who likes spice, so I'm, I'm a little surprised you didn't even register the spice as part of that. I feel like I can get spice in other ways, like the sport peppers from the Chicago dog uh, that didn't, and, and the, the weirdness of the cream cheese and the discordance of the other flavors just wasn't doing it for me. All right, fourth place. All right, whew, quick pause there. Wow, Joe. Tony, I mean, I don't feel hot. bad anymore. <laughs> i don't even I, feel bad I, I don't even feel a little bad now i mean tony obviously is not a he's not a co-host of this podcast so he i wouldn't even say his i need to tie break his vote like i think on the voting scale like you know your vote counts for like 10 my vote i don't know maybe counts for like eight or something since you are in the name you know yeah. tony may count for like one or something no he's like he's like uh he's like guam he has like an advisory vote <laughs> So, so he just gets zero. Well, he's he's there. He gets to weigh in. Yeah, but, yeah. But we actually don't count it. Yeah. yeah. Look, that's you know, just getting a voice in the debate. You know, that's that's all DC needs Absol- in Guam. Absolutely. Okay, now Joe, I have agreed with one of you. I have either the Cincinnati dog or the Seattle dog as my fifth dog. Wow. Okay. Which one is it? I completely agree with you, Joe. I have the Cincinnati, the chili cheese dog as my fifth favorite. And so I, as I was doing this, I have all the dogs and I'm thinking to myself, you know, is this a hot dog? Like if this were just like given to me, you know, would I like eat this hot dog? Do I just like, if this were like, is this better than no hot dog? Like not even value over replacement dog. Like, is this better than nothing? And... I thought the chili cheese dog, I actually, I know I taped, I made the same thing in the tape, and I don't actually know what I said, but I'm assuming I said, and we'll see, I'm assuming I said that this is a dog below the level which I would not even eat it, like, if it were given to me, because to me, it was just like, I'd rather have both things separately. Like, give me the chili with cheese on it. I mean, exactly what you said. Give me the chili with cheese on it. I want that as one thing. Give me a hot dog just alone. Give me that. But to me, I found no, I found no positive addition when combining them. And to me, it was this only is negative. like the hot dog equivalent of like the Mendoza line. Well, 
it's a, it's the it's the hot dog equivalent of like um you know what what's something like uh putting two two players together and you're like oh these players are gonna you know in in our uruguay podcast we've got you know suarez and cavani who like work together in perfect harmony but you know some of those super teams put together two strikers who just like can't work together like doesn't it doesn't matter that they're both great on their own together they're they're worse like right. it's nothing like that's what this dog was to me it, it, the texture was weird you know it, like the chili cheese has like a texture that's like thicker than the average condiment but still it's like it's sort of messy as you're eating it it gets everywhere i mean to me it, this was it was fifth and it just wasn't even close for me it's also i mean look i Obviously, both of our perspectives are going to be colored by the fact that we ate five hot dogs at once. Yes. Uh, but but what I'll say is that uh, we talked about this last week. Hot dogs are the type of food that, like, if someone's barbecuing, you'd be like, yeah, make me a couple of hot dogs. And it's not weird. Yeah. But the chili dog is like it, – it adds a it, – it's a stigmatized dog as, like, a decadent food. And it actually is a decadent food. Like, when you eat it, you're yeah. like, ugh, I feel gross. I just ate a chili dog. Yeah. I was actually, as I was eating it, I, you know, took a bite of it and then made my judgment, but I actually was just like eating the chili on its own because I actually liked, I had eaten so many hot dogs. I was like, boy, this chili is like much healthier than these hot dogs, but I didn't want it with the hot dog. Like it just, to me, it's two separate things that don't belong together. It's also, we may have, I mean, we're not doing the full episode. We may have discovered the worst first date food. (laughs) It's bad. It is Real bad. Everything that's wrong about a hot dog, throw in, you know, beans and cheese. It's not good. No, no. All right. So that's, so we are in agreement on our number five. Tony, I don't know where the, I don't remember where the Cincinnati dog comes on his, but I'm sure it is, you know, at the top or near the top. So let's see what you've got as number four. So we're already wildly disagreeing with Tony. Wildly disagreeing. Wild. My number four is a controversial number four, but it's just a personal taste thing. Oh, my goodness. What do you I, have as number four? I have the New York dog as number four. And I'm, I'm going to tell you why. Obviously, I, I love New York. Unlike Cinque Terre and Cincinnati, I've been there many times. The <laughs> region's great. I, I I don't mind it. I think we're, we're already past the line of of anything now are hot dogs that I like. It's it's above my Mendoza line. Okay. But I don't like sauerkraut really. And this is like a very prominent ingredient in this hot dog. So both from a taste standpoint and also from an ease standpoint of like sauerkraut is not something that I keep in the house. Yeah. It's just, it, it, it has to be my fourth dog. So the New York dog is my fourth dog. Wow, interesting. Now, I think sauerkraut is something you could keep in the house. Doesn't it, like, last forever? I'm sure. I'm sure you could get a jar of it, but I don't want to keep something I don't particularly like. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Fair (laughs) enough, fair enough. Okay. Back to Tony. Let's see what he's got. Fourth place was the original. Hmm. Uh, Plain, and I guess the place that we got had pickles on it, which is not normally how I have my original. Relish. 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 Right, right. Oh, yeah, relish is is a standard ingredient. For the podcast we had talked about, Tony had never seen a barbecue hot dog with ketchup and mustard. Unfortunately, they're, you know, they they don't have a barbecue, but they have like a range. Mm -hmm. Um, And it had mustard, 
onions, diced onions, and relish on yeah. it, which was that's just their plain right. hot which, dog. Which I don't mind, and, and we ended up adding ketchup on it because I think we prefer that in a quote-unquote original hot dog. Uh, I'm not a big relish fan, uh, mm. and so that one I thought was pretty basic and you know not enough in the condiments to really add too much to you know the flavor of a hot dog uh, it just felt very hot dog forward which is fine but you also want a little bit more uh and i did not care for the relish well he doesn't like the hot dog three. forward okay Whew. okay i had to pause there both are talking at the same time yeah he does not like the flavor of the hot dog i mean you know, maybe that's why his ratings are um, are so different than yours. Yeah. You know, you're talking about you want to accentuate the hot dog. Yeah. Now, and lest anybody, you know, say this is this is all some sort of setup. I recorded this with Tony. So when I, I wrote my top five list before recording with Tony, then Tony did his top five on, you know, recording. Then I talked with Tony about my top five and we compared afterwards, but that uh, my top five has not changed since then. And Joe, you know none of this. This is all new to you. All new to me. So this is this is triple blind. This is we could write a study about this. Joe, my number four hot dog Also the New York dog. Wow. Wow. Joe, we are hot dog simpatico right now. This is this is a little worrying because I wish we were like disagreeing about things. I know. I could it's, give you it makes for great podcasting to be like, you're right, man. <laughs> and, and your rationale is exactly what I have. The the way it came was piled high with sauerkraut with like a little bit of mustard on it. And as I was taking bites of it, I was like, I don't mind sauerkraut, but the sauerkraut can't be like the dominant feature of the hot totally. dog. Totally agree. And to me, I was like, there just wasn't enough mustard on it. Like I felt like if there was like, Two times as much mustard, it would have been better. But also, it would have been better if they were, like, half as much sauerkraut. Like, I'll post the picture of all five. It was piled, you know, to the rafters with sauerkraut. And I don't mind sauerkraut. I like the fact that it's good for digestion, you know? I'm, like, I'm not against it. But to me, if if there's not enough mustard to, like, cut that sauerkraut, like, if you just gave me a hot dog with nothing but sauerkraut on it and no mustard, like, I, I'm that's well below my Mendoza line. I'm not I'm not eating that. But with enough mustard, I can tolerate it. But it's, to me, clear fourth place. Clear fourth place. I, I mean, I think I'd eat it as if there were enough mustard. And I'm trying to remember what I said. I believe, as I said, with enough mustard, it would be above my Mendoza line. But sauerkraut and hot dog, I'd reject that. Yeah. I mean, I, I would not reject it. But but it was it was my fourth favorite dog. All right. Now we're getting to the top three, the big three. <sighs> the big three. Three Dan. heads of the bun, Joe. The bun, the, the hot bun. dog, and the other bun. <laughs> the holy trinity. Yes. Uh, so look, now we're now we're in already a rarefied territory here. We're talking about hot dogs that if ever I was served any of these three hot dogs, I would be very, very happy. Wow. So you're you're way above the Mendoza line here. You you feel like these are all on in your starting lineup. Correct. Oh, hundred percent. Wow. All three of these could be on the menu and I'd be happy. Maybe they all three will be. Wow. Ooh. Oh, like double the size of the menu. I know. Well, no, because you're not counting the Outsmizer, which is definitely on there. <laughs> uh, it's not on there. It is on there. Go back to the tape, Dan. No. 
It's not on there. And no, I'm not going back to it. Still, Look, one of our fans has to go back and listen. Go go read the transcript, Dan. <laughs> I could read the transcript, but I'm not going. To. And I would really actually like to see what Amazon thinks Outsmizer, you know, what it uh, reads that as. What if every other word it, it garbles and that one it gets perfectly every time? <laughs> no matter how we said, no matter how we said it. Okay. Look. Once again, I feel like this is blasphemy, but I'm putting as the third choice the standard dog. Wow. And I'm going to tell you why. I love the standard dog. The thing I love about the standard dog, first of all, I would say on a standard dog, relish is optional. I am a relish agnostic. I, I, I sometimes like relish. I sometimes don't. Maybe agnostic's not the right word for that, but... Um, if I do like relish, I like a little bit of relish. So I get Tony's point about if there's too much relish, it's no good. But just a, a, a nice barbecued or frankly, even boiled hot dog on a bun with, with you know, a little bit of ketchup, a little bit of mustard and maybe some relish, maybe some, some just diced onions. That's perfect. Like, yeah. And the thing I love about it, Dan, is that to your point, you can go to a barbecue and you can have like two, even three hot dogs and still feel great. It's just a nice barbecue food. It's not overly filling. You can hold it with one hand. Yeah. It's it's just a great sandwich experience. Yeah. Unfortunately, just compared to these other two sandwiches where you get all these different flavor profiles and ingredients, if we're picking the favorite, the best version of the best version of this for this podcast, I had to put it third. Let's see what Tony has to say. The top three. Uh, number three was the Chicago dog. Oh, oh wow. So, I mean, you know. Well, you right. don't know. What, who knows where it could come on my scale. That's, that's true. Gonna, that's gonna true. Have to wait these are just, the these are just my rankings. Yes. But uh, I, liked, I liked the pickle. I like the sport peppers. Again, I don't like the relish and mm. the celery salt. Mm. Um, made it, I think, too salty. Um, but... If maybe if it didn't have relish, I actually thought there was a nice balance in all of those flavors uh, in combination. And one actually additional perk of the Chicago dog, uh, and it was unlike all the other dogs, was that it came on a poppy seed roll, yeah. uh, which it was like, oh, this is a nice additional variation and 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 change the change the texture of what you were eating. So I thought that was a really nice touch. I love that bun. All right, number two. okay. Okay. Wow. So so it sounded like Tony liked the Chicago dog too. It just wasn't it was his third choice. Yeah. Look, Joe, what should be clear right now is that Tony, he's no hot dog expert. He is he is way off. We had him on the wrong episode. Because you know what, Joe? My number three dog. Also the classic hot dog. Oh my god, Dan, come on. Joe. Come we on. are I mean, at this point, this I, first of all, I'm already happy with your list. You know, I, I honestly, one and two, I, it'll be. I'm very, very intrigued to see what order you have them. Yeah, yeah but, but like Dayenu, it's enough, right? Yeah, like, I don't yeah, mind. Yeah. I don't mind. I think either of those two dogs could be in either spot. To me, the bottom three work. Actually, I, I mean, I my top two are also clear to me, but I don't mind. I don't mind. Either of those two dogs that are up there. To me, it's everything you said about the classic dog. It's 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 the perfect reduction. Like those other two dogs, the problem with them, where they were adding things to the hot dog that I think just take away from how good the hot dog is. 
And our classic dog is right in the middle for the exact reason you say. It's not adding anything, but it's all it, like we're not adding things that are helping, but we're not adding things that are hurting. So to me, it's right there in the middle of these five dogs because for the other two above it, I think the things we're adding make it better. Whereas for the two below it, I think the things we're adding make it worse. And this to me, square in the middle of these five, still way above, you know, for me, it's also a starter. I'm always going for that hot dog if it's being served at a barbecue. Wow. I mean, I I totally agree with your list. You totally agree with my list. This is great. Uh, I feel like it just validates that we're obviously right about this. This is like the yeah, definitive yeah. list. It's not yeah. even a – it's like I think we're proving that that hot dog taste is not subjective. There's actually an objective truth to hot dog taste. Absolutely. So how about this? I think I'll just play the rest of Tony's list. I, I, there's four minutes left of this interview. I have no idea what it, this, we're going to talk about for four minutes. But <laughs> okay, let's hear it. We're going to get the two. We're going to get the one. And then I, then I want you to go into – I don't know what we should do. I don't know how we should do it. What's In the next four minutes, let's think about how we should do the reveal of ours. Okay. Uh, here, let's, let's see what's in here. So number Actually, two – now I guess you should just do your number one since we we'll already know. Okay. Uh, well, I can do both at the same actually, time. Actually, you should, yeah, do two first. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Okay. Maybe uh, this is why it's four minutes. <laughs> uh, so two was the chili dog. And mm. I would say this was more like a regular chili dog, not specifically a Cincinnati chili dog. Mm. Uh, because Cincinnati conies require, you know, Cincinnati chili. But as, you know, as a standalone, even though this wasn't, quote unquote, an authentic regional, uh, I would say the chili... Meshed really well with the with the hot dog. You get this bean and cheese, cheddar cheese, which is I would say the right kind of cheese uh, with the onions. That sort of adds a little bit of that uh, acidity and tartness. Uh, and I thought made for a really well balanced thing, right? Because you know you have the salt from the hot dog sort of balanced out uh, with a different chili kind of flavor. It's the only one I actually finished all of because I think the beans in that were by far the healthiest thing on any of the hot dogs. So. <laughs> it's true. It's yeah. true. And then my number one, uh, the New York dog. Um, I think wow. there's something about sauerkraut. Wow. Uh, that that sourness, the acidity just pairs so well with – a hot dog is actually a little bit sweet as a meat when you when you end up eating it. And so the, the the combination, the juxtaposition, it, it adds something and brings out something in both of them, along with the uh, the mustard and onions. So that was by far my number one. Wow, by far. I mean, I just love I just love that New York dog. It's got this classic canonical taste, and that sauerkraut is just so good. So now that we've got your five, four, three, two, one, where would you where would the line be of you? You said the Seattle dog is a dog you're just uninterested in. You didn't like the taste of it. If you were like handed one of these dogs on the street what at what line are you like just i don't want it and at what are you like you're you're gonna eat it uh well i will eat all of them up with the mendoza line okay like i've eaten so many original hot dogs in my life you know ketchup mustard it's not that i didn't like it it was that i didn't like the relish and that sort of pushed it lower on the list for me all right but i will also say about the cincinnati chili which i know joe is going to have the authentic version of uh it was originally invented in Cincinnati at a Greek diner, uh, and they were making this pot of chili, and the diner owner, whose name was Nick, uh, was known <laughs> for eating a lot of chocolate, uh, and he accidentally spilled some chocolate into the chili, uh, along with some cinnamon, uh, which gave it its you know f- 
very distinct Cincinnati chili style. That story is absolutely made up. By the, way. <laughs> the chili, the chili, the, the chocolate and the cinnamon is is definitely real. Uh, but it was kind of like a mole of chili. It its distinctive flavor. It's sort of a Greek uh, take on chili, and you know, it's really more of like a meat sauce than it is a traditional chili con carne. So that sometimes gets people tripped up when they're like chili purists, you know, with the beans or no beans discussion. Um, but I'm interested to hear what you think about it. A traditional Cincinnati chili would be that hot dog, that chili, uh, mustard, yellow mustard uh, with onions and just a heap full of cheddar cheese on top. I felt like there was some cheese on on the chili dog. Yeah. Not maybe not a heap full, but you know, maybe half a heap full. Yeah. If you if you Google image Cincinnati Coney or something, you'll see just exactly how much cheese I'm talking about. So, hope All you enjoyed right. it. Nice work, Tony. Is there anybody out there any listeners you want to get in, you know, this is probably going to be the only chance on the podcast. You want to say hi to anybody? Uh shout out to uh super fan Fanwitch Pam. Uh, my, my lovely wife who recently, uh, had a child. I know she's listening. Uh, and I'm sorry you didn't win the cutting board. Uh, I, it's right over there. I see it, uh, with my eyes. It was super nice. It would have been super nice to bring that one home. So, uh, I hope super fan, uh, Jay enjoys it. All right. Thanks, Tony. Thanks. There you have it. Tony was really looking forward to hearing what I thought of that, that hot dog. (laughs) (laughs) He couldn't wait. Yeah, off air, we were talking. Tony was like, God, I can't. I have to invite Joe to Cincinnati. I know he's just going to love it so much. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I, I'm sure I would. I'm sure Cincinnati sounds delightful. It has that, that cemetery that we learned about. <sighs> There's bourbon nearby. Yeah. Well, look, the thing I can assure you, we go hang out with Tony. The bourbon will be flowing. Yeah. <sighs> so, Dan, what's the top dog? All right. Great question. So, okay. So maybe should we? I think we should switch roles. I think you should go first because this is Joe picks a sandwich. Okay. Okay. So I will, I will go with my two and then my number one, just like we did there. My second favorite dog was... The Seattle dog. Which, of course, means my favorite dog was the Chicago dog. But here, here's what I'll say about them both. And I think I I talked about this on the podcast last week. When I come home from bowling every week, I get these hot dogs. The Seattle dog was the hot dog I got for a very long time. And the reason I stopped getting it was because it's just too spicy to eat super late at night. It's not you just it's not a good 2 a.m. hot dog because it's just too spicy. And it's like eating something really spicy before going to bed, I'll tell you, is not good. So to me, the Chicago dog, clear, clear advantage in terms of digestion. But that said, I the the combination of cream cheese and like spice and the hot dog, to me, it is just a fantastic combination. I love it. I love cream cheese. I love the way it just seems like such an unusual pairing. Cream cheese, jalapenos, and a hot dog. But it absolutely works. It, it kind of actually reminds me a little bit of sometimes sushi rolls have like cream cheese in them. And you're like, what is cream cheese doing in this sushi? But it's cream cheese is phenomenal. And I think it pairs so well with spice. Just the same way in sushi, you've got that wasabi sauce. In here, you've got 
the jalapenos. It cools the jalapenos a lot, but gives it a nice kick. And, you know, I, I guess if, if the hot dog is the sweet element to, to go with the creaminess and the spiciness, so be it. It's just, a, to me, a fabulous combination. I would love a Seattle dog, but I've got the Chicago dog number one. It's the reason I picked it for the podcast. To me, the, the advantage that the Chicago dog has over the Seattle dog is, I think, the the star of the Chicago dog is the pickle. And to me, the pickle, combining with the mustard, combining with just every you know everything we talked about in the Chicago dog, to me, that's just... The, the best, that pickle, and then everything that, that comes with it just adds to that pickle to make the Chicago dog, to me, just perfect. You know, I, I've got nothing against the Seattle dog. The Seattle dog's a fabulous hot dog. Honestly, the next time I go to Seattle, I would like to get an authentic Seattle dog. And actually, I think it's sushi. It's called like a Seattle roll that also has cream cheese in it. Yep. I think that's what yeah, it is. Yeah, salmon it's, and cream cheese. Yeah, yeah, salmon, cream cheese. You know, dip that in wasabi. Um. Yeah, I guess people in Seattle really like cream cheese. But but t- to me, it's not close. I think the Chicago dog is just a better hot dog. But that Seattle dog, to me, it's like, you know, maybe the Chicago dog's MVP level. Like, the, the Seattle dog, to me, all-star level, no doubt. Great, great hot dog. I mean, to me, the Seattle dog is way, way above just the classic dog um, because it's it's just a, a phenomenal hot dog. But but I, I have to have the say the Chicago dog is my number one. Well, Dan. My number two hot dog is the Seattle dog. Wow. Wow. Our Look, lists were exactly the same. I know. If I, if I were to not know anything about what regional hot dog was what – and just take a bunch of stuff that I eat and have in my fridge anyway. I would make myself a Seattle dog. You know I mm. like spicy stuff. You know yeah. I like grilled onions. I love cream cheese and I love hot dogs. The Seattle yeah. dog is is it's almost like it came out of my brain and and, and was invented by me. And it's in the city that I live in. So like yeah. you can't get much better than like repping like regional pride. But there's just something that, and I'm so, I'm actually so glad we did this test because it just reaffirms how much I liked the Chicago dog last week and how much you liked it too. And it it it, it like it stress tests the Chicago dog, yeah, in a way that after all those dogs, and I really love the Seattle dog, and it, it's like like I said, it's 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 almost like you invented a food for me. But there's just something special about the Chicago dog and the combination of ingredients that it's like it's it's not a coincidence that that people feel so passionate about it because it's just, it's like, it's like a bunch of things put together that just are greater than the sum of their parts. Yep, and, yep. and, and when you try the two back to back, as much as I love the Seattle dog, I felt like the Chicago dog, it wasn't, contra- it wasn't hard for me to make that decision. Wow. Wow. Joe, I mean, I feel like in our, some of our sandwich courts, we've been really like, bre- you know, breaking apart at the seams. Our divides have been fomenting, but I feel like this is like we just got a nice 9-0 unanimous decision. You know, we're patting each other on the back. We're writing, concurring, whatever they're called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is exciting. I would not. I would have not guessed we no. would. Our list would have been exactly the same. I know. I know. Uh, 
obviously for me, uh, the Chicago dog is going to go on the menu. Ooh. All right. Yes. It's on there. So I think that's my first thing on the menu. Let's see. Oh, no, no, no. I got some other stuff on the well, menu. Well, you got the Outsmizer on there, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. First, all right. There's so many things wrong with that. It's not on the menu. <laughs> Definitely on the menu. But I, I control the menu. This Chicago look, dog's going on post-haste. Look, look. I love the Seattle dog, but the menu's all about picking the best sandwich. The Seattle dog, you know, is now... It will never beat the Chicago dog. So, I'm sorry, Seattle dog, but you're not on the menu. Wow. Also, I forgot to do this. So, here, let's... um, uh, Hold tight for a second. Hold on. Hold on. Chicago dog's not yet on the menu. You guys gave me a lot to go on this week. Four hot dogs, and then we're still thinking about the Chicago one. So I don't know exactly how I'm going to get into all these. Um, But first I just want to say a bit about the hot dog and its monstrosity. The hot dog actually is not as bad as you think from one vantage, but that might make it all the more monstrous in another. Hot dogs are basically using parts of an animal that are, in a sense, byproducts of fancier cuts of meat like steak. So hot dogs are made from meat trimmings. Um, You might know these from their less appealing names like mechanically separated meat, pink slime, white slime, etc. Basically, they take parts of meat that can't ordinarily be processed, they cut them up real small, they feed them through a sieve to strain out anything inedible, and you can make a hot dog from that. So it's a bit monstrous in terms of the industrial process, but it's using meat that would otherwise go to waste. Now, kosher is, in some sense, slightly better on this front, but ultimately it's pretty similar. The difference is just it's all beef. So take that for what it's worth. It's not nearly as bad as a steak. Now, ranking the hot dogs individually, I'd have to say the plain hot dog is probably the least monstrous since it's so simple. I'd put the New York dog and the Chicago dog as roughly tied, slightly worse, but they're mostly just adding vegetables and seasonings. The Seattle dogs got cream cheese, so that's again a bit worse. You got the whole added dairy production process. Um, as an aside, it sounds pretty good, but it also feels a bit like a crime against nature to put cream cheese on a hot dog. You so monster, apologies Josh. to people of Seattle. Yeah. And lastly, the most monstrous <laughs> and possibly the most delicious has to be the Cincinnati hot dog, which is essentially beef on beef with some cheese. Now, overall, the monstrous scale, like I said, hot dogs aren't as bad as you might think, um, but I can't really give one rating for these different kinds of hot dogs, so I'm going to have to go with the adult diaper answer again, which is, it depends. See, one thing I think Josh underestimates is I actually think that the standard dog should be the worst because you're going to eat more standard dogs. This is where you lose some perspective with a non-carnivore person. Yeah. Because as we talked about last week, you're not going to eat like three Chicago dogs in one sitting. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's all not... those veggies make it make it better for you. Yeah, yeah definitely. The veggies are better, and yeah, because there's they're all just veggies. There's there's no other meat products on it. So yeah, every every pickle and tomato and onion that's in your stomach is less meat. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah but that's okay. I mean, Josh is already in reruns. We gave him a tough tough thing this week and i really gave him a tough thing by forgetting to play it when well, i was yeah, supposed and we, to and we pick before that <laughs> so, <laughs> so i guess do you revise your pick at all based on that no 
I mean, the only reason why I, I, I slightly revised it is Josh needs to go try an actual Seattle dog because yeah. the cream cheese is delicious. What's yeah. with all this cream cheese, Kate? Cream cheese is great. Yeah, I, I don't understand it. I, I mean, I love cream cheese. It is so good. And it's good on so many things. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 spreadable cheese. What? I'm going to go eat cream cheese with a spoon as soon as we're done recording. <laughs> That'll show up. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, 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 Chicago dog on the menu. I feel Bang. great about it, Dan. I'm glad that we spent an extra week to really, really dig into it. Totally worth it. Yeah, yeah. Well, eating five hot dogs in a row. I don't recommend that Not for great. anybody. I don't feel good. Yeah. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't do it. <laughs> I need that cream cheese to clear my palate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, one hot dog in a row. Very good. Uh. All right, that's awesome. On the menu, how exciting. Um, to be honest, Dan, I was doing a little bit like wine tasting. I mean, I ate it, but I didn't eat the whole thing with all five. Did you eat all five? Uh, no. We, I cut them into thirds, and yeah, much like good. wine tasting, I took a bite, I chewed, and then I spit it yeah, out. Well, I, didn't, I didn't spit, but I did not eat the whole dog. Yeah, no. I, I tried to eat them. I, I wasn't feeling well anyways, because by the time you've been with tony for like three days like you're pretty <laughs> it's very hard to keep up with tony so five hot dogs it, maybe had we done it on day one it would have been i could have uh had done a little better but uh either way I'm, I'm i feel like i kept up with tony's past. bourbon drinking at your bachelor party oh absolutely you you might be the only person in fact tony was saying like you're the only person he thinks in the entire world that can like out drink him there you go that feels good yeah i cannot Okay, that's great. Hey, uh, let's do this. We've got a lunch pail. It's from Superfan Jay. Hey, Dan. Oh, he didn't even say anything about you, Joe. But oh, wow. I guess thanks a lot, Jay. Very excited about the cutting board. I'll put it to good use. Loving the podcast as well. My address is... Well, I won't read his address on the air. <laughs> Take care, Jay. P.S. Fuck the Saints. So there you go. Jay, he... We put it on Jay's cutting board. I guess we didn't actually do the official putting on Jay's cutting board, so... Uh, we did it. The Chicago took was on Superfan Jay's cutting board, and then it went to the menu. Oh well, we have to you know thank Fanwitch Jay in the credits for letting us use his cutting board. Yeah, <laughs> I've got it right there. I, I will I will try to send it out this week. I had to I finished it today, and then I had to what's called season it. You got to season the uh, yep. the cutting board, but it is now seasoned, and uh, you know maybe I'll get out. You know I got to wait for like the right box to come in that I can like repurpose to use. So I gotta like order a bunch of stuff on Amazon. That now I've seasoned. I've seasoned a uh, skillet before, but I imagine it's a different process. How do you season a cutting board? You fill it up with mineral oil, and then you sort of wait a while till the mineral oil dries out a little bit, so it's not like all oily. That is a different process. Yeah, <laughs> seasoning a skillet isn't it? You just like put it on the stove and like crank up. Oh, you put oil in it or something? You, yeah, you rub it with oil and then you heat it up until the oil burns off. Yeah, I guess it's actually similar. I'm rubbing it with oil, but it's mineral oil, and then you don't heat it up. Yeah, so it's completely different. Well, that's why I, I I was like, I don't think putting your cutting board in the oven would be a good idea. Mm, probably not, but I don't think wood. I don't think wood burns at the temperature that an oven could get to. Do you have a kiln? Mm, <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you? Uh, no, I don't. I don't. Uh, you know, you have a much more extensive shop than I do. I do. I do. I mean, I have a lighter. I could just light the cutting board on fire, but I'm not going to. (laughs) All right. Anyways, (laughs) 
Damn, what we have to pick great... a new sandwich. Yes. All right. So we're back. We, we're, you know, this, this episode, we got everything out of order. That's my fault. I did absolutely no work except for eating those hot dogs and recording that segment. But we're back. JoePixPod.com slash wheel. Here we go. We got the listener section. Joe. Joe. Wacky. Dan. And Joe. So the odds of me getting picked are infinitesimal. Uh, it looks to be less than 15%. I mean, it's got to be o- me. It's got to be over me. over 50%. The listeners have a huge chunk. And the wacky wheel got a little chunk there. So, Joe, you got the wheel up? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, here we go. Spin up coming, baby. Oh, there you go. There it goes. We're in. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Come on, man. It's me. I mean, you've rigged this thing, haven't you? I have not. I don't want to pick. (laughs) God damn it. I mean, is it legal for me just to say re-spin? No. We have to respect the wheel, but now you're not on the wheel anymore. <laughs> I know. Okay, that now I can. I'm. I am off the wheel. So now the wheel is listeners. Joe. 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 Wacky. All right. So I cannot be picked next week. Wow. This is not where I want to be, Joe. I was just like, I don't. I wasn't going to have to pick. I really yeah, pulled that I mean, Chicago dog sort of out of my ass. I mean. <sighs> Okay, well, what's the perfect sandwich to eat after five hot dogs in a row? I want to eat something healthy. Okay, let's see. Let's look for healthy sandwiches. Let's. Look, I'm looking for the takeout.com. <laughs> okay, let's see. Healthy sandwiches. Here, we can we can crowdsource this. Let's let's figure it out. Hey, hey, hey! You stay out of my uh, my thing. Ooh, that's a good one. Oh, you know what, Joe? Ooh, I've got an idea here. I've got a, I've got an idea, Joe. Okay, the last time you had like a crazy idea, you picked a taco. Are you going to pick like pizza or something? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going for it. Here's what I'm doing, Joe. This is, to me, this is happening. There is just no reason not to do it, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm excited. I feel, you know... Sometimes a moment of inspiration hits that you just like comes out. Is it's as if um, I don't know one of those Greek gods like hit me with a lightning bolt or something. Whatever they did. Oh, muses! I feel like the muse of sandwiches came to me. So, Joe, our dumb president in the next week is creating a tariff on our southern border for essentially no reason, because he's an idiot, which is going to drive up the price of many goods, including avocados, Joe. Our beloved avocados. Our beloved avocados. So, before these tariffs hit, I'm going to pick the healthy, trendy avocado-based sandwich, avocado toast. Oh, I'm so excited for this, Dan. Is an open-faced sandwich, no doubt about it. And we actually have proof when we were in Mexico under on a menu under sandwiches avocado toast yep. was listed so we, we it's not just us saying it's a sandwich this mexican restaurant said it was a sandwich dan Boom. i'm gonna say this right now this is a great choice I, I, i'm on fire joe this is exactly the the this exactly the well i'm not saying it's a great choice i i may hate it i've never i've never actually oh, eaten this absolutely before. i'm saying what a great palate cleanser for us right now yeah i've i've had avocado toast 
twice before. I had it once at that Mexican restaurant when I ordered it. And I was clearly the first person that had ever ordered it off the menu. And uh, I, I also had one in, yeah, at this very trendy breakfast place in San Francisco. And I will actually go back there and, and have it again this week. So I know that our podcast isn't known for its political punditry, but since you mentioned the tariffs, uh, given the increase of prices to avocado, do you think that um, Trump is going to lose California? <laughs> You know, I've been seeing the um, – ever since those tariffs came out, the number of people with the uh, Make America Great Again hats and the uh, the Trump lawn signs has gone way <laughs> it's down. It's just gone way down in San Francisco. Yeah. 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 Honestly, <laughs> I don't think I've even seen one since the tariffs came out. So. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a fair it's – a, it's a fair point. I mean – I did see somebody that was like some right-wing idiot who was like posting on Twitter, and they're like – I walked around all day in the afternoon in San Francisco with my Make America Great hat, and like nobody like got you know started any shit with me. Like I can't believe that. And it's just like if I saw somebody with a Make America Great hat, I'm not gonna like go up to him and punch them in the face. I'm just gonna be like, that guy's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what does that person think is gonna happen? Yeah, I, I don't know. Well. I think it's a great pick, Dan. I'm excited to have some avocado toast. We don't have to have five different types of avocado toast either. Yeah, yeah. Old... Just one. Just one. And this is, I mean, I'm going to be such a trendy week for me, Joe, because I've ordered a Peloton, and it's getting delivered this week. So I'm going to be... Oh, my God. You're going to be riding on your Peloton, drinking your LaCroix while you get some <laughs> avocado toast. Yes. <laughs> Those are three things that are all 100% certain to happen this week. <laughs> uh, all right, Dan. Uh, but you know what the only thing that's not going to happen this week or in the next week? I'm not going to get picked again on the sandwich wheel because I am nope. officially off of it. You get a sandwich wheel vacation after this. Which is very exciting. And I think the way we've been doing it, it's the sandwich wheel doesn't clear until the listeners gets picked. So you could, we could go Joe, 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 Wacky before, that's right. bef- before it will just be the listeners. That's right. That's right. Right, it'll just be a hundred percent listener, and somehow you'll still get picked, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Joe, everything's firing on all cylinders here. You know. Well, don't get cocky. We haven't tried the avocado toast yet, Dan. Come on. Yeah, I have no connection. Like the Chicago dog was. If you had not like before, when what was the sandwich I picked two weeks ago that just came up short? <laughs> don't even remember what the hell is going on. The club sandwich. That's right. Club sandwich. It yeah. was. I felt it especially sad to come up short because as I was having the club sandwich, especially the one I had, it it made me realize how much I loved it. And, you know, to see you reject it the way you did, callously, I would say, it it did hurt me. But I feel like the Chicago dog almost was double validated. So, you know, as you said, it went through the ringer. We, we really put it to the test and it came through with, you know, it passed all tests. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, I think that 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 the Chicago dog, you know, if we're, you know, if we're handicapping the playoffs, which I mean, people should start doing, uh, the Chicago dog comes in in a pole position because it's already been compared head to head with with many other sandwiches now. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, it's beaten out five sandwiches or four other sandwiches quite handily. Uh, look at this. There's a whole bunch of places in Seattle with with very highly rated Yelp avocado toast. Yeah. Well, here's one thing I can tell you. The over-under on thetakeout.com posts about avocado toast is like 30. (laughs) 
In fact, here's what I'm going to do. When I do the research, I'm going to research every category exclusively from articles on thetakeout.com. <laughs> Perfect. I'll bet they can do it. I'll bet they've got it. Oh, there's got to be. I mean, look, how many sandwiches have like multiple think pieces about them? Yeah, yeah. Not many. I mean, we're going to be, this is, this is going to be huge, a big episode. And um, look, fantastic choice by me. I don't need to pat myself on my own back. I've already done it enough. The Chicago Dogs on the menu. I'm feeling great. So, Joe, hopefully next week those glands. I mean, the avocado toast is going to help those glands for sure. It is. Totally. And we'll, you know, you, you line up five pieces of avocado toast. I don't think that's any problem banging it down. So, time to put the buns away until next week. Joe Picks a Sandwich, part of the Joe Picks Podcast Network. To listen to all of our episodes, go to JoePicksPod.com or join the lively discussion on our subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash Joe Picks. If you want to talk what we got right or wrong with the Chicago dog, the Cincinnati dog, the classic dog, the New York dog, or the Seattle dog, or if you have a strong opinion about next week's sandwich, the avocado toast sandwich, I don't know, maybe I'll just call it avocado toast, leave a comment on the Reddit page or email us at sandwich at JoePicksPod.com. Oh, wow, the Rob uh, first date email for avocado toast that's gonna to be very interesting joe oh yeah I, I mean that may have been a food that rob actually ate on a first date yeah yeah god knows what creepy thing he will compare it to <laughs> special thanks to fanwich josh for research his book red meat republic is on bookshelves everywhere now and is available to buy on amazon or wherever you buy your books also, thanks to Fanwich Jeff, doer of research, lawyer of music for the theme song, and Fanwich Julia, second of her name for the logo. And, of course, a new thanks to Fanwich Jay for letting us borrow his cutting board for the official ruling on this week's sandwich. Leave us a five-star rating in the iTunes store so others can find this podcast. Joe, see you next week. See you, Dan.